0: Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Welcome back. Kathy Gibbons here. Um, I'm excited that you are listening to the podcast where you get a little bit smarter every time you listen. So let's start off today by doing a review of a fallacy we covered earlier this season, the relativist fallacy, otherwise known as Relativism. All right, this fallacy is being committed right, left, and center these days. So hit pause real quick and see if you can remember or see if you can define what this fallacy is. All right, the relativist fallacy happens when someone says there is no objective truth, that your subjective, and I'm saying quote unquote truth, is true, and my subjective quote unquote truth is true, even if those two things don't agree. Does that sound confusing? Let me say it like this. Have you ever heard someone say, that may be true for you, but it's not true for me? That's the relativist fallacy. And I'm not talking about things that are personal preference, like um, I like fruity bubble gum and you like cinnamon gum. That's not what I'm talking about. Those are personal preferences. I'm talking about things that are objective and someone is saying that, okay, that's true for you, but not for me. That is called the relativist fallacy. So the question to ask yourself if you are facing the relativist fallacy is super simple, and it's the one I ask every single week. Is that really true? Is that really true? Oh my gosh, you guys, if you can just practice asking that one question, I promise you it will help you discover a lot of bad thinking. If it has been a hot minute since you've listened to the episode on this fallacy, definitely go back and check out episode 83, because you need to know about relativism, are you interested in homeschooling? Oh my goodness! I keep seeing stats that more and more people—the latest number I think I've seen is we're going on 800,000. Don't quote me on that. I just read that somewhere. I have not verified that that uh, that stat. But that is what they're project. I that's what I recently read that they're projecting for homeschoolers. So there's there's a lot of people who are looking at doing this, and probably for good reason. So for more than 25 years, this show's sponsor, Classical Conversations, has equipped parents just like you with the support and the tools to home educate. And you can start your journey today. You can find your local classical conversations community of homeschool families. Just go fill out the form at classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons. That's G-I-B-B-E-N-S. Somebody will get in touch with you. And as a special bonus, you'll even get two free downloadable eBooks. One of them is specifically for dads to answer their questions that they might have about homeschooling. And the other one is all about what is a classical education? Like, what does that even mean? So you can go check those out and get them right away. All right, guys, let's dive into today's new fallacy. And this one is called cherry picking. So cherry picking happens when someone focuses only on the evidence that supports their claim while ignoring any evidence that does not. So this fallacy is also sometimes called the fallacy of incomplete evidence or ignored evidence, that type of thing. There's several names for it, but cherry picking is the simple and common name. So here's a simple example. Let's say you are trying to convince your parents that it's a good idea for you to drink soda all day instead of water. So you do an internet search to try to find some sources that will support your argument. And you find 378 articles that talk about how unhealthy and how bad it is to drink soda. But you find one random study that one of the soda companies sponsored that somehow says soda drinking is not that bad. Boom you've got your evidence. So you print off that one article, take it to your parents to help you make your point. Okay. It's obviously a made up example, but you get the point. You cherry picked which articles you are going to share with your parents to try to make it look like your idea was a good one while purposely leaving out all the evidence to the contrary. Another classic, and I don't know, this is kind of funny to me to think about this, um, another classic example of cherry picking is resumes. When you write a resume to try to get a job, you are doing a form of cherry picking. You pick out the highlights of your education and of your work history to present a picture of yourself that is favorable to potential employers. People don't typically put the project that failed on their resume because they don't want to make themselves look bad. And along those lines, we could probably say that much of what we see on social media has been cherry-picked as well. People will usually post their good days, their best pictures, their favorite memories, and the highlights of their life to post on social media. You're not often going to see their bad hair days, their messy closets, and the bathroom that needs to be cleaned, right? This is why you have to be so careful with social media because it can be so easy for you to compare your ordinary life or the, the not so uh, wonderful things about your life with what you see on social media, not realizing that what you see on social media has been cherry picked. It has been curated. It is only the highlights of somebody else's life. And it's not fair to compare your daily life. If you were comparing your daily life with their daily life, you wouldn't feel so bad. I promise you. So the problem behind cherry picking is probably pretty obvious to you. You're not getting all the information. Either someone isn't telling you all the information on accident, or very often they're not telling you all the information on purpose. And when someone purposely doesn't give you all the information, it's a form of manipulation. They're purposely trying to make you believe something, a specific narrative, and they are only presenting you with the evidence that supports that narrative that they want you to believe. They're manipulating your view of whatever the claim is that they're making. And that's why it's so important to learn how to think for yourself and to ask good questions. Good thinking makes you really hard to manipulate. Now, another way that this fallacy can happen is when someone chooses to disregard any evidence that goes against what they want to to believe to be true. And this tends to happen to people, especially when they come up against evidence that goes against a really strongly held belief or a value, and they're just not open to anything that might challenge their beliefs or cause them to possibly change their mind. We had kind of a sad example of cherry picking happen recently in our country. There was a person who had gone into a Christian school and killed six people, three of which were children. And this person had written a manifesto where she described what she was thinking and why she had done this. However, that manifesto was not not released, or at least it hasn't been up to, to this point. And the story that was told by many of the press and news outlets completely left out any of the information that was on this manifesto because it wasn't released, right? They couldn't have it. And often they excluded the fact that the victims were targeted because they were Christians. And in essence, they cherry-picked the information they gave out about what had happened in order to create a specific narrative about the shooter and made it seem like she was the real victim. It's kind of crazy, right? And by the way, when this type of thing happens, it's called evidence suppression. And it's one of the ways that people commit the cherry-picking fallacy. So the question to ask yourself, if you think you might be facing or you even might be committing the cherry picking fallacy is this, is there more to this story that I don't know? Is there more to this story that I don't know? And y'all, I'm telling you, if people would just ask themselves this question, just be honestly open to asking themselves this question, oh my goodness, we would not be getting fooled as much as we're getting fooled. We would not be getting manipulated as much as people getting manipulated these days. And it would be so much easier to see through so many of the lies that were being told on a regular basis. Is there more to this story that I don't know? All right, y'all, that is it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filter a brain Or you can connect with me on Instagram at Filter It Through a Brain Cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.